You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Earthlings? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And this is Adam. Nice. And we are filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers. 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 All right. Let's see what we got today. Mm. Woo! <laughs> that doesn't taste like it's from. It's from not around bad. here. It's not bad. It's, what is that? Today we're <laughs> we're sipping on something that comes in a nice plastic <laughs> packaged bottle. You know how we love that. Quote highbrow. It is yeah. ninety proof. It is Yellowstone. Really? Yellowstone straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey, fully aged. Fully. Fully. Aged. fully. Not partially. Fully aged. Fully Didn't aged. we learn from Dan? We did. What fully aged? It's been mean? fully aged so four, four years for thirty six months. months. That's what it is. Oh, well, there <laughs> three we years. Really, there we go. So it's aged. It yeah. is. Ooh, I um, like that plastic feel. I mm. think it's not bad. No, it's not. I no. mean, I don't know about you guys. We've drank enough bourbon now. It kind of all tastes good. <laughs> like it's all I mean, blending together. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. it's. I'm not an aficionado. You know, I know we're one of the you know number two, number three bourbon podcast on iTunes. Yeah. People might look to us for our expertise. For sure. And I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know. Our advice is. It's all good. Drink bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all fine. I mean, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? Uh, here, let me take another swig. Tastes uh. like bourbon. <laughs> it's a little sweeter than some of the other ones. Well, the proof's down. Yeah. So it's not going to be. So it's not, it's as not going to be as hot. Harsh. And, yeah. And, and light you on fire, but it's definitely sweeter. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's perfect for for two o'clock on a yeah. <laughs> I just had uh, a, a large Dunkin' coffee with cream, so nice. I think my palate's a little uh, tainted. That's ready. Yeah, that's I mean, ready. What to is um? What are you guys <laughs> as far as drinking? What are you drinking? What's at home right now? What do you guys got cracked open? What's your on your on your shelf? I will always have a bottle of Woodford. Nice. Um, a bottle of for for special occasions, Blanton's. Okay. That was my my bourbon of choice for my mm. wedding, and I always keep one or, around. Um, and then, like uh, you know, a mixing bourbon, like a JTS Brown, a Kentucky Gentleman for Manhattans. Mm. Yeah, always. What about you? Yeah. Just got a couple. I'm still working my way through that uh, Booker's from the wedding. You got, you, mm. you got a lot of bourbon for your wedding. I did. Well, I got two big bottles of that, and you can only drink so much of that at yeah. one time. Um, but hey, one bottle's down, and there's probably two glasses left in the second one. So it's that and then a bottle of Sky in the freezer. Yeah. All right. What about you, man? Um, well, I've, uh, I usually, my, my standard house is usually Bullet. Mm. Yeah. It just. It's good. It is just good. It's good straight. Yeah. It's good mixed. It's yeah. good with an old fashioned. It's Quality. Just, and it's, the price is right. Yep. I, and the other one I have is uh, some leftover from, uh, from the, the Four Roses. I got a Four Roses uh, from the shoot we did. The little oh, thing yeah. we did from, I got a Four Roses small batch. Sweet. Which is great. That's so, a good one. Uh, you know, I like, one of the things I like about the bourbon culture is I like the bottles. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. You guys that into that? You guys dig that as well? Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, it's cool. I, I, I've got kind of an issue, though, is I think there needs to be a height limitation or height restriction at some point uh, in time. Like, there was a really nice big bottle Willet I got yeah. at one point in time. I'm like, this is great. And I go to put it in my liquor cabinet, and it doesn't fit because no. it's massively yeah. tall. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm just yeah. going to have to drink this all in one I like sitting. the short, fat guys. Yeah. 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 
So <laughs> little Blanton's right. grenade. Exactly, with the yeah. horse on top. Perfect. Yeah. So so I didn't know this about Blanton's, and I, I, I learned this. So there's many different horses. Really? So, so if, if if you go to like a bar that I think I think you know Arnold's here in Cincinnati's got them. They all have like twelve different horses lined up, Whoa. all from the top of Planets bottles. Yeah, so there's like a set amount of of horses. So maybe hmm. you know, collect them all. Yeah, collect them all. You know, <laughs> huh. per each bottle. And then you have a race. Yeah. Yes, ten percent discount Perfect. if you buy the full set. Nice. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> as you guys are sipping on your bourbon, what are you guys watching, man? What's what's on the tube at y'all's? Girls' houses and on your phones these days. Not my house, but I just uh, went to the theater the other day. Kristen and I did, and we went and saw The Martian. How you know? How is it? was that? It looks kind of interesting, but it also kind of looks like they just took off where Intergalactic left off. Interstellar. Interstellar. And no, it's amazing, dude. It's. I've heard. I've heard wonderful things oh, about even from man. the from like the sci-fi purists who will get yeah. into the math behind it. That that's where it came from. The story came from exactly. A sci-fi. It was a novelist, novelist. Yeah. and the guy put it up on the net for free, yeah. and had all these sci-fi nerds and science nerds like reading it, critiquing it, editing it. They would send him errors and be like, "No, no, no. Okay, if you do this yeah. and you were slingshotting around Mars or blah blah blah, you, this would be the X value." And so he'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you're right," and he would fix it. So by the time it eventually got to Ridley Scott and went out into theaters and became a movie, it was like perfectly accurate. I yeah. don't, I guess I'm, all right, I'm going to be a skeptic. You're not a sci-fi guy. Yeah. No, I like, I liked Interstellar. I liked, you know, moments in gravity. Mm-hmm. I guess my thing is it just feels like they're making the same movie. Like we had gravity, then Interstellar, and then now this. It's like. Well, that's the age we're in. Can't dude. we just make something different? Uh, no, I mean, you're you're going to have. Thousands of movies made every year, and the fact that five are about people being lost in space. And if one, but if one does yeah. well, then they're like, "Oh, let's ride that pony." Do it again for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just the whole basis of Hollywood. But it's I also, it. like I said, the the age we're in, like we're venturing further and further yeah. out into space. So people, yeah. you know, they want entertainment based yeah. around that. The interests are peaked. Yeah, yeah. You, I feel like you, I feel like you, Alex, you're so. Uh, what's what's the huh. you're so forgiving in the world like you're you're yeah. like you embrace like you know what I mean yeah. like you never you've never once said like I don't like that <laughs> I every time you bring up a child's cartoon I think I think I say <laughs> I don't know maybe uh, I'm a maybe I'm a no there are plenty of things I don't, I don't like know. but this truly I don't want to be a dream stealer I just fantastic you know, I want I want a little a little innovation yeah. No, I get you, but this movie is really, really good. If you're just looking for a solid story, like well-told story, where they thought all the details through, it's great. Yeah, it looks great. And Matt Damon, it's, it looks you know, great. proves time and time again he can carry an entire movie all by himself. Yeah. So uh, the girl was the girl from Zero Dark Thirty in it with the red hair. Was she in the trailer? Uh, that's her, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my other yeah, my she's other the captain of the my ship. other yeah. uh, my other crushes on there. Uh, oh, uh, from uh, House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Uh, Kate With, Mara. Yeah, and she yeah. bombed in in uh, Fantastic Four. She, the whole cast kind of bombed. The film bombed. Well, the entire film bombed. Yeah. yeah, but she she came back. Yeah, that was a risk on everybody's part. People kind of forgot about that movie already, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think it didn't destroy <laughs> anybody because nobody saw nobody it. Nobody saw it so, yeah. except for the director. He's done. He's blacklisted and being sued. Crazy, crazy man. So what it was. I, it was amazing. You liked. I do. I I loved everything about. it. I think Ridley Scott's a great. 
filmmaker. I think he knows sci-fi. He knows he's just been around. Yeah. He knows what works and what doesn't. So he just put all of his cards into this. I didn't like really know it was coming out. It's crazy because he did that Exodus Gods and yeah. Kings about Noah and all that stuff. Was it Noah? No, it was uh, Moses. Yeah, Moses. Uh, I don't know my Bible. Did anybody see that? I did. <laughs> we watched it on uh, <laughs> HBO Now, which was, it's a long movie. But anyway, so I didn't know this movie was coming out, and I was pleasantly surprised. That's cool, really, man. You should see it. What have you been watching? Uh, well, documentaries, man. At the end of the day, I'm always going to choose a documentary over a live-action film. Every time. Yeah. If I have a choice. Mm-hmm. I watched, uh, I was actually, Friday, last Friday I wasn't feeling too well, and... Um, I started binging, and so I went on, not drinking, not binge drinking, <laughs> binge That's watching. That's probably why you weren't feeling too well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And uh, I watched um, The Source Family, I've which known. follows a 70s cult leader. Uh, his name is, oddly enough, Jim Baker, not Jim Baker the pastor with Tammy Faye, hmm. another guy named Jim Baker who... He was a business owner. He started making holistic food. He opened a holistic restaurant. It was during the 70s. Everything was spiritual and experimental, a lot of drugs, a lot of new age movements. People were like, what is this restaurant where they you know, have these healthy whole foods? And, and all of a sudden, this guy starts following a guru and some Buddhist or uh, some Hindu teachings. And then at some point, it clicks that he can be the guru. And you watch this amazing story of this guy basically become this demigod character, grows out his long white hair, big beard, looks just like Moses, all these young hippies and, uh, you know, all dressed in white or working at his restaurant. And then he says, you know, um, he says, we're a family. And he basically invites them all back to his mansion in Beverly Hills. And he says, you will live with me. And like, basically they become this big sort of family and, there's kids and it's like super free love, but it was all based on this guy and he's like teaching them these like meditations and then it just starts getting out of control and it starts going like super dark. It becomes real sexual, lots of drugs. And it went from this sort of happy, healthy food place into this like, it's crazy, dude. You how, gotta, how long did his, awesome. his dynasty last? For like all through the 70s. And wow, so there were like children born yeah, under his dude. rule? Yeah, and there's still Whoa. people who like yeah. followed him and they're like still out there and they're living out in like Washington and stuff and they still are kind of practicing his like oh my God. his ways and stuff. And uh, at some point they all moved to Hawaii to like Laiaki or Laikiki, Lai something with an L. Some small and, uh Yeah, yeah and, um, and it was crazy, man. Like there was like... They had guns, and it was like, it didn't become like a like a Waco, Texas situation, but it was definitely like this crazy world. And then one day, he basically told them he, you know, there's like 140 people following him, and they basically said he basically told them he's taught them all he could, and hmm. it was time for him to uh, to fly away. And I won't give it away. Oh, but, I, I think we all know what that means. But <laughs> after <laughs> after he uh, flies away, let's just say it involves a giant kite. Whoa. So I encourage you, if you are intrigued at this point, check out The the Source Source Family. family. Netflix? Yeah, dude. It was rad. Netflix. It was good. So I watched that and then um, followed that up with some more 70s fun and watched Rubble Kings. So if you guys are familiar with the the old sort of uh, 80s, 70s film, Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just watched that again. Come out to play. Yeah, that one? Two weeks ago. Well, Warriors is based on 
New York, specifically the Bronx, in the 70s. At one point in the 70s, there was over 140 gangs just in the Bronx. And these weren't gang, like cartel gangs. It wasn't like the Vice Lords, the Crips and yeah. the Bloods. It wasn't all drug money. It was like street gangs. So yeah. it was like, you know, They're it was like yeah. the Italian <laughs> stallions, man. You know, it was like 20 of us in the group. And, you know, Group of tight friends and, and with, if, with switchblades. Yeah, and yeah. if people like stepped on your block, like you would duke it out. And like, and wow. it was and it was almost kind of romantic. So to hear these guys like talk about it, it was, it was unbelievable. But then it starts to, again, go dark. Like, you know, knives start entering in, guns start entering in, yeah. drugs start entering in, it money starts about in. Money, yeah. It becomes this whole thing. And um, and so, but to hear these guys talk about it, it was amazing. But really, the story pushes the narrative to the fact that these early 70s street gangs are what developed hip-hop. Because right. there was a moment, there's Makes a moment sense. in the film, there's a moment in the film in Warriors where... All the the gangs are around, and there's the one guy, and he's like, "Can you dig it?" Oh yeah. So that yeah. actually happened. It really? actually happened. All of these gangs came together at a school in the gymnasium, and they had a basically a meeting, a conference where they were working out like, like how was this going to go down? Peace talks between gangs. Yes, yeah. and basically they came to a treaty. Brooklyn UN. They basically came to a treaty <laughs> that uh, that they were just killing each other in each other's neighborhoods, and they really mm-hmm. needed to focus their energy towards the man. And one of the biggest groups was called the Ghetto Boys, and they led the charge, and they basically got everybody to truce. They put down the weapons, and they started having these parties. And next thing you know, they were able to get out their angst through dance battles and rap battles. Wow. And African Bambata was – he was right in the mix. He was part of a gang, um, and he became one of the early guys with – you know, through hip-hop. And this story is amazing. And so I – Go to Netflix, Dang. check it out. It's I feel rad. like I don't need to watch it now. I know. It's super rad. <laughs> yeah. I catch up on all my stuff with you guys. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just find out about it and the, the cliff notes. Yeah. And so, go. anyway, we, so we it's, the highlights. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff, man. It's it's definitely worth watching. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. I really so. want to check that out. What about you, Adam? <laughs> Kids shows. Yeah. It's been a week of. A week you, of, you and Brandon, man. Dude, I'm telling you, Phineas and Ferb has been, oh, has been on the list. Show. Love it. Here's the, here's my issue Phineas that happened for the past couple weeks, though. Mm-hmm. Some alien at one point in time showed up and did something with people's heads in a show, and it wrecked my kids' sleeping habits for yeah. for a while. Whoa. So, yeah. Phineas, yeah. that's a good episode. Pretty, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Brandon knows the episode. Oh, no, no, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a pretty yeah that's great, like season two, episode 12. So. Well, the, the greatest awesome. thing about it is it's, it's, it's putting two main characters up in front of kids who who have these uh, aspirational like engineering goals. And Crazy adventures. Yes, huge. And they're like, let's do it. Yeah. And 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 it's it's a very, you know, sort of, <laughs> I don't want to say no bad guy. But it's not us versus them. It's like us creatively create something awesome. Well, there's but, one major uh, bad guy. Yeah, but then it's he's still you know he's 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 but appropriately he's lovable, lovable yeah. and 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 occasionally drifts back to hmm. you know the 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 lovable side pretty well. Yeah. So are they human? Yes. Yeah. The, the bad Ferb. guy is yeah. Doofenshmirtz. He's a mad scientist. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. And so he's uh his whole thing is nice. like he always creates an, a nader, and so he'll yeah. be like. It is time to use my shrinkinator a nator. And it's like uh, it's always like yeah. something more stupid than you would think. So yeah, it's yeah. like you don't yeah. just shrink people, you like shrink them and then you shrink them again. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like, like that uh despicable me type dude. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so written it's... for adults. Oh, yeah. It's pretty high oh, yeah. level yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's really sort it of works out on there. Both levels. A lot of puns, yeah. a lot of really funny yeah. stuff. And then Those their the pet, best. their pet is a Pl- platypus. Yeah, Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus, who's also a secret detective. 
Yeah. Nice. Who fights Stuve and Schmertz every time. So, and they don't know yeah. that he's a detective. So they're always like, where's Perry? And then all of a sudden it's like, doom, doo, doo, doo. And all of a sudden Perry's like going down a trap door to go fight <laughs> the scientist. That's that's nice. Yeah. So cool. That's where I've been. I think I'm going to queue that up on Netflix. <laughs> you, totally I think should. you would like it. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, because there's nothing I don't like, Brennan. That's true. That's right. You would just be like, oh, yeah, I can really see the, uh, the, the storyline and the appeal. I just, oh, that's really good. I like that. It's yeah, a good impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the nice guy. I mean, if there's any guy in the room who's the nice guy, it's I you. Guess so. I'm you're, just not nice to you. You're always the nice guy. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why I like working with you, because you're the nice guy. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah. Speaking I, of working, yeah, man. Is there anything you're working on? Ugh, I wish. Uh, no, right. I'm on fall break right now with the kids, so. Oh yeah. I'm just kind of. I'm kind of choosing not to look at my email. That's why I haven't heard from you. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. kind of like trying to to shut it off because my wife gets mad at me sometimes. It's hard. Do, you, mm-hmm. do you guys do? Do you guys get that? Absolutely. Where it's hard to shut it off, and then your wives get mad. Like you're not fully present with me. I, uh... Absolutely. You know, so you know what I did? Got that last night. Go so ahead. it's, I schedule my phone on do not disturb starting at seven. Wow. So at seven o'clock every night, they'll still show up. See, that's it, when I text you. It just, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't buzz. So yeah. if I choose to look at it, sure, you can go choose and look at it and they'll be there, but it won't buzz to For remind sure. me of that. That's awesome. So it's, it's like one step removed that, that it won't sure, remind yeah. me. Yeah. I actually turned off my email during vacation mm. and, and, Brilliant. About Wednesday, I'm like, all right. Like Wednesday morning came along, like I should turn this back on real quick, and uh, well, maybe I'll turn it right back off. I'm gonna go to the <laughs> Wi-Fi and find it. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. I always put up a vacation responder. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, I had one up. Yeah, yeah, I had it up, but I still didn't want to see what was going in. Hmm. Like I, because I, I know if I kept <laughs> if I kept up with anything that was going on around the studios, I'd get sucked in. I'd sure. be on the phone. I'd be. Doing you would that cease and, to be on vacation. Yeah, and I yeah. had plenty of people here who were who were covering for me, so. For yeah. sure, yeah. But but yeah. So it's... but yeah. So I haven't really been working on anything per se. Um, what I have been doing, and what it is kind of a continual process, is I'm strategizing. You know, sort of for the ne- the new year. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I? Who am I going after? Who do I want to work with? So Targeted there's a lot clients. of a lot of agencies um, that I'm going to be reaching out to. Mm. And we're doing what we're doing is I have one of our um, project managers at at Leapframe um, is doing a lot of the 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 strategic work of going through all these websites of agencies that might be a good fit for us and determining, mm-hmm. do they do video at all? Yes or no. Do they do it in house? Yes or no. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And we're categorizing them as hot, cold medium. And so for you listeners out there who are trying to figure out how to get work, this might be something you can, you can steal from, but essentially find the people that are doing video and then start to eliminate the ones that are doing it in-house. I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with them because they already have a resource. Now, I might still send them an email or reach out because if they get overflow, they could lean on us. But I'm looking for the people who in the agencies that are doing video and content, um, but they're outsourcing it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a resource for them who can easily create content for them. And so We've got a whole strategy on new business and kind of who we're going after. And we're not just going after people here in Cincinnati. We're going much broader. Mm. So we're hitting a big uh, Midwest run of, you know, everything from Wisconsin to Michigan to Nashville and so forth. Cool. So there's a lot of that happening right now in addition to finishing up some projects. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You know what I like doing, too, along those same lines, is uh, checking Manta on a company. See what their annual billing is to see actually how, you know, how, how massive, how, how small they might be. That'll put into perspective how much they they could possibly be spending if you just throw up you know a percentage on the clients you Where know. Where do you find that info? 
Manta. Manta.com. It's public. But most of the time, some of it's speculative. Sometimes it's way off, but they'll range generally about what a company is pulling out. Wow. And uh, it's useful. You know, it's useful, especially can, if you're going directly to a brand. Can you dial into, uh, di- like, the regions and where they're located and all that? I think, I th- well, it, it might be. If, if they're, like, a global something or other, it might, you know, it might only speak to the global. But, um, but you'll at least be able to it's a good indicator. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, if you, especially if you're going direct to brands. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. Go yeah. direct to a brand and say, well, sure. you know, sure. you're only, you know, only going to make this much annually. Their marketing spend's not going to be that much. Sure. And then are they actually going to buy video or want something like that made? Right. For sure. You know, well, you'll... and I also look at, uh, like, the Inc. 5000 because those are the companies that are mm-hmm. growing. So a lot of times they're growing at 150% or more. Yeah. Like you, to make the Inc. 5000, you have to be growing rapidly. Yeah. And yeah. so I'll look on that list and see, okay, who's actually growing? Who's adding? Who's spending? Yeah. And where do they play in, in, the, in, the, in the verticals? And which of those verticals would fit my company well? And right. kind of look at it that way. So yeah. there's different ways to go about new business. But you, what about, Alex, on your end? I mean, oh, as a freelancer, dude, what, what been, are your strategies? I've been doing that. Strategies? Continue. So I'm always doing that. But again, like you, like you said, your strategy, I'm you know doing a kind of Midwest approach. So I've been actually uh, reaching out to people in Chicago, uh, Detroit, and Nashville, so three big kind of advertising centers where I know that there are some agencies that deal with both regional and national clients. Um, and I've gotten some really good responses, but I think, like you said, it's it's about tailoring who you contact based on the work they do and the work yeah. that you're capable of. So like me or, you know, whatever, I'll just say that. So somebody starting out, uh, you're not going to hit up, you know, giant agency that does nothing but coke broadcast spots or whatever like you just can't you can't compete with that so there's no point in even doing that it's about kind of i guess being real with yourself and targeting somebody that okay you're really good at green screen work for corporate headshots and stuff like that you target the companies that do that type of work you know so that's what i've been doing well and you also like you talked about maybe you target a, a smaller operation you, yeah. you look find an agency that's about 10 people deep yeah they got you know one or two really recognizable brands they have yes. a lot of you know non-recognizable regional and local brands but they do good work yeah so that's a yep. good fit maybe if they don't have what your capability in house for sure and it's it's not a bad idea to to target people that you know you could add more value and more polish to their spots yeah you know that's never a bad idea so you're like, oh, you see their stuff, it's it's pretty decent, but you're like, hey, I could add a little a little flair to that, and I can add a little character. Hit yeah. them up, you know? Because I think, you know, everybody is, it's all trust. And so for somebody oh, yeah. to use you, they're taking a gamble. They're taking a leap of faith mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to give up this thing that is known and is trusted to me. I know what I'm going to get out of this. It might only be B-level, but I know it's going to be strong B-level. For sure. For me to take a chance to maybe get at A level yeah. with this new person, I, I know what I'm getting over here. Or maybe it's A A work. Like I know I'm going to get A work over here. This is the person I've used for five years. Yeah, but I'm going to take a chance. But I, I can kind of risk us freelancers take. Yeah, you know? but I, I I see where companies and agencies come from, and you know, Adam, maybe you can speak as well. You know, from your angle, but. I, I the same thing. I get people that hit me up all the time. You know, DPs yeah. and mm-hmm. you know editors and other people who hey check out my reel, check out my stuff, and unless I'm blown away, 
I don't want to take the risk yeah, of bringing no. them in on a project when I've got great resources for like, sure. Yeah, like you, you guys, you know, yeah, so you don't you don't you don't touch anything that's not going to blow away everything else. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, in in our situations, it's the same. Like, so you look at the people you hire the same way that you you're viewed as people who hire you. And I think I said it last week is the the most important question I think that anyone ever asked me, and the first time it got asked of me, me, me as sound images. Um, that threw me off. They said, so when should we call you? Hmm. And I'm like, uh, and, and we're pretty full service here, but what they're asking me to say is, what's your thing you're good at? Because that's what I'm going to remember. And the minute that comes up, I'll call you. Yeah. When should I call you? Yeah. And it's like, my answer, you know, at that time, it caught me off guard so much. And it was a, a, a great learning experience for me is I need to find that. Yeah. I need to go after that. And then, it'll start to make more sense to everybody else once it makes sense to me. And don't cast your net so wide. No, nobody need, wants a jack yeah, of all trades. Yeah, you don't need to be that. You no. need to be, this is this is what I call them for. Yeah. Yes. And and it can be different, you know, and, and sometimes it's different to different people. You know, I, I know certain people always call, and they always call just for voiceover. Yeah. Certain people only call for music. Certain people only call for this, and it's being available for that, but it's still understanding be be able to answer that question first. For sure. And and if you're having trouble finding work being something so broad, you're doing it, you know, Brandon, you're doing it amazing by understanding the industry, by understanding the client, by understanding this and go, yeah, yep. that's what fits us. You know, that's smart. And, you know, and anybody down the line. So if it's, you know, and, and Audio Network said it last week, you know, for a producer, for a musician, be good at that one thing. Yeah. We know when to call you. Exactly. You know, and that's, I, I think you can, you can apply that to life. Everywhere. Across yeah. the board, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they don't want lesson. someone that does jazz and metal and hip hop <laughs> and, you know, they know. They want a yeah. jazz guy. You're a jazz guy, do jazz yeah. well. Unless you, you know. do jazzle. Jazz. Well, That'd be yeah. sweet. I know, as a, jazz multi, pop. As a multi-instrumentalist, <laughs> I could tell you I am not a master of any of them. <laughs> and all of them falter because I play yeah. too many. Yeah. So, hey. so uh, so anyway, speaking That's, of yeah. what you do, what what are you what are you doing right now, Alex? Is a DP. What are you working on? Anything specific that you got? Um, yeah, so I'm doing. You know, talking about every once in a while. We had a uh, Brad Gallon on the show a while back. We're doing a music video. By the time our listeners hear this, I'll probably be wrapping it up uh, on Friday, and we're shooting at the same house that we did. Uh, Daniel and Siri, the short. Cool. Yeah. So abandoned nice. house. We have to supply all the power, all the lighting, all the everything. Uh, should be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. For a That's for fun. a band, uh, I'm not gonna say the name. I'm not gonna say the Metal? song. No, it's more of a Pop? kind of alternative. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Maybe leaning more towards the rock, hardcore type stuff, but it's more palatable and more general. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds what good. About, uh, what about you, Adam? Daniel and Siri's in my lap this week. Ha! <laughs> so that's uh, hope to be wrapping that on Friday. So sweet. I mix with that. Got another another uh, short that I'm really excited about that we're working on. I don't know if I can say the name of it just as of yet. So mm-hmm. uh, 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 really genre tone, anything like that you can tell. Awesome. Really is the genre cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. No, it's it's a. Uh, We'll call it a, a documentary for now. All right, cool, man. sweet man. Documentary. We'll get it. So, speaking of some new stuff. Speaking of short, yeah. I want to chime in. We did have um, we have some some people write in, some listeners, and one of the listeners 
was actually talking about short films. So, oh, yeah. This is from uh, an anonymous writer who says, random question. So I figured this is a great time. Perfect. I'm segueing to the yeah. random. It's not so random now, is it? No. Uh, what do you think classifies a short film? Hmm. Length. I see <laughs> I see a lot of people posting random collages of video. They shot a certain location and calling it a short film. Seems fishy. Hmm. I feel like you need to be Agreed. telling a story of some sort. What do you filmmakers think? Thank I, you, I agree with Adam. Length. I mean, there, there you can. There are. That's what I'm looking for. Specific definitions based on uh, film festivals. Yeah. Are you going about are, what a short is? Yeah, it's under fifty minutes. Is a short. Yes. Fifty-one minutes and above is considered a feature. Now, no, if six, it's, usually seventy-two minutes is a, is a considered a feature. If you look at depends uh, on the festival. I'll just say Sundance guidelines. I think Sundance is seventy-two. Mm-mm. No. Look that up. I, I can't. My phone's off. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking it might be. Go ahead. So, but I'm but, just telling you, under fifty is definitely. But what defines it as it might a be short? Under Forty. You know, yeah. I, I would say, you know, honestly, you know. It's it's asking for the definition of art, right? So art could yeah, be pretty yeah, much yeah. anything. If it's a collage, and of if images. it's just a collage of images that make no sense, then technically, yeah, it's a short film, but it could be a very bad short film. It could be right. So, but again, going with the <laughs> you know whole art theme, there are probably some paintings like some yeah, Jackson Pollock and stuff that you look at and you're like, what does yeah. this mean anything, or is it just yeah. splashes of color and texture? Yeah. But to the artist, it's it was an outlet and a you know. So if, yeah, so if then you take a step back and say, you know, what's the what's, art? what's the motivating factor behind any of it to say to evoke some emotion, then there you go. If it did that, you know, even if that emotion is absolute disgust, it yeah. probably did its job. Yeah. So if that collage of images inspired you to say, "Whoa, look at that grass <laughs> and flowing." Flowers and sun flare. Never coming to this theater again. Sweet. It yeah. evoked yeah. emotion. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it is subjective. So there's no real way to to know. Mm. Um, I think the defining factor is length, though. Yeah, length is definitely it. Is it short? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty oh, much man. it. That's crazy. So I don't know. So we were, um, you know, we've had issues with that too, though. I'll, I'll go back to you know Daniel and Siri with with yep. the length. With uh, certain festivals requiring a certain length, and then yep. preferring an even shorter length, so they want pro- programmable nuggets. They want programmable yes. nuggets. They want 15, to be able to put thirty, yeah, four, five, six <laughs> shorts yep. into a block, and because then they give it a that. they give it a name, and they say this showing this yeah. screen. This is the is, family drama block. Yeah, yeah, or this is the you know they'll give it an artful name, and they'll say this is color and sound. Yeah. This is color and flowers. After midnight. Yeah. yeah or whatever. You know. And then they put it all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're like us, ours right now is at 30, just over 30 minutes, like 30 minutes and yeah. 31 minutes or something like that with credits. Uh, it's a little tougher, you know? You got to be thrown in with maybe an hour and a half long feature, and then now you're a, a block of a feature and a short or a short and a feature. So right. yeah. it's kind of weird. And do you complement that film for them to be yeah. put together? And Exactly. Is it strong enough to hold people's attention before the film that they actually came to see? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, depending on if yeah. it could be a nice primer or it's a pretty yep. long primer. But <laughs> yep. anyway, yeah, I guess short is based on length. And 
Definitely. Art is subjective <laughs> and bourbon's good and you know. So as far as uh things that are uh you guys are you're stoked about right now, anything that you've seen or heard about or you heard through the grapevine, read in any publications, uh new gear, new techniques, new stuff, new news, anyone? There's been some new things. I it's I'm gonna have to keep it bottled up for now. Keep you know Keep yours out. There might be some manufacturers with some new stuff that might want to hop in the ring here um, with us, which will be really cool. Based cool. on your background, I'm going to guess it's about pickup trucks. <laughs> Actually, it is. <laughs> it's a Chevy Avalanche. It's a, uh, hauls gear really well. We pulled it out of him. We, no. <laughs> some microphones. Got some. Hopefully got some cool stuff some coming audio out, which would be cool. Right. Yeah, the audio geek stuff. Yeah. Cool. Alex? <laughs> Me. Well... Always cameras. I mean, I'm excited. There's also actually some some lens manufacturers coming out with um, some new offerings soon, which is pretty neat. I mean, mm. you got on the budget end of the spectrum, you have the company Rokinon coming out with this new brand or line of lenses called Zine, yeah. X-E-E-N, uh, high-speed, so I think T1.5 aperture lenses that fit. I think they're interchangeable backs too, so it's you can go from Ooh. PL – to uh, EF, to hmm. Nikon, to whatever, to fit your different camera platform. So you got that. Are these Th- low cost? They're lower cost, sure. yeah, for sure. So th- I think they're meant to compete with uh, Zeiss CP2s, so the Compact Prime version 2s, uh, in terms of price. It's like, I don't know, 2500 something like that. Maybe sure. $2,000 a lens. Fifteen. It might be around 1500 bucks a lens. So in terms of, like, cinema lenses, they're very budget-friendly, which in my realm, like, I, I don't own yep. any lenses. I, I It's always a rental option because the lenses that I want to use cost so much. Right. You know, if I wanted to own a set of the stuff I usually work with, it's, you know, I'm talking $150,000. Um, so there's that, Rokinon Zine, which look really interesting. And then you have this new company called Vedra, V-E-Y-D-R-A, that are coming out with both a set of Nikon, or not Nikon, but uh, Micro Four Thirds Primes, and then they're also supposedly coming out with a set of anamorphic hmm. lenses, which is pretty cool. And those, again, are quote-unquote budget-friendly, around like 3000 3500 a lens. So that's what I'm excited about. That's cool. Yeah, that's me, Gear Geek. I've been uh, perusing our friends uh, over at Video Maker. Yeah. And uh, their news section always has some interesting stuff pop up but i got nostalgic because they are releasing a 4k version of the dvx yeah 200 <laughs> it's already out uh, it's just is great it's funny you brought that i was looking at footage of that because two i ago. that was like one of the first cameras i ever shot 24p on the dvx 100b yes. yeah yes. <laughs> and it was like you thought it was awesome like it was like the coolest thing that ever happened because it wasn't interlaced it was progressive it was great yeah and uh, and then I just saw the and I'm like, oh man, you should get it. A little sweet spot. You should just buy it, yeah, just for just nostalgia. Nostalgia's sake. It's got that. Little, it's all packaged nice and neat. It's all square, and it's got the little handle, yeah. the mic, a fixed it's ready zoom to go, lens. Man. You can't take off the lens. No. Yeah. Why would you want to? You're Dude. ready to roll. Does it still record to tape? <laughs> <laughs> that might be awesome. DV DV tape. Yeah. Anyway. So, but I don't oh, know. The camera there's, looks cool. There's some other cool stuff I saw that were that was on the site there. If you if you get a chance, check it out. Yeah, we should have those guys back on. Video maker. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, they're always pumping so out great Mike, content. See, maybe we can get Mike on the show again. Yeah, we we definitely should do that. Yeah, 
Uh, what about um, Audio Network? They uh, they're always coming out with new stuff too. Oh man, some of their new their new albums are great. I mean, we had them on the show last week. Yeah. Um, actually, we uh, we've we've got uh, we've got a winner this week. They we gave away some, uh, some stuff. <laughs> yeah, their uh, Audio Network branded Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, that people entered for. Do so we uh, we we picked a winner. Yeah, let me pull it. Up. Let me let me find that. We already picked that. Um, yeah, that is going to be one of our uh, longtime listeners, I believe. Um, of really, the show and we do have longtime listeners. We do. We've been on we for do. a long time. Uh, yeah, this uh, it goes to um, 19, right? lucky winner yeah. goes to Brandon S. Turner, who is at Unsung Hero Media. Brandon, Brandon Turner. S. Congratulations, Turner. buddy. Congrats, man. Awesomeness. You got so, a audio network branded Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. That you can listen to your audio on. Pretty rad. Yeah. And so we'll be uh, reaching out to you yeah. and uh, we'll get you that info. So there you go. Audio network. Yeah, they're, they're doing cool stuff. I pretty mean, cool. It's always fun to hear what they come out with and yeah. uh, check out their stuff and it gives you ideas of what kind of. I just the, like their philosophy yeah. behind things. Yeah. Real instruments. You know, high production. Uh, yeah, yeah. Genre albums. You out. Uh, speaking of guests. Yeah. And you were just talking about lenses. Oh yeah. Is can we announce that the, are one of our future guests? Don't announce it yet. Okay. Because we're still we're still working out the details. All but right. yeah, we our listeners should expect um, a lens a co- lens distributor related <laughs> guests uh, that can <laughs> probably illuminate a few questions that we have on certain aspects yeah. of the industry as far as rentals go. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm Ooh. not gonna. We're not gonna announce it yet, but it's it's. I think we just did <laughs> definitely something. In if you can the figure works. out, <laughs> yeah, we uh, just told you. Yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, a lot of yeah. cool guests coming up. That's just yeah. one of them. I mean, we're we're working on all avenues. I know Adam is. He's kind of hitting the pavement hard on the audio end. Brandon's always hitting the pavement hard. Except for now, because he's on fall break. I'm on fall break, but uh, I'm working. I'm working on some more bourbon uh, friends, yeah. and I'm working on uh, some some film gear stuff. Um, I do know for sure. Um, at some point on the show, we're gonna get the guys over in New Zealand from SERP that do oh yeah all the camera support stuff, the magic carpet and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, they're my favorite. I love them. I think their stuff's killer. Another New Zealand. Wow. Yeah, those guys are crazy. Man, they're over just there. cranking out everything. Yeah. They're just jumping the shark on everything. Yeah, they're jumping the sh- <laughs> jumping the shack, jumping, jumping the shack. shack. That's what it is. Jumping the shack. So, oh, oh, man. Man. Yeah, actually, you know what I'm excited about? I'm gonna flip gears here for a minute. Uh, is Sicario? Yeah, I'm gonna bring that back up. I'm gonna go see that as soon as we're done recording this episode. <sighs> Why do you gotta rub it in? Because uh, you're oh, on fall break. So I want to go relax. see it too. Yeah, well, you can't. I can't. You can't. I gotta go home to my family. You do. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that bad? Uh, well, I try to get my wife to go see. She just doesn't. She doesn't like violence. She doesn't like zombies. Like basically, I can see. Zombies. There's a there's a handful of movies I can see with my wife. Oh yeah, uh, drama. Sicario. Well, nonviolent drama. Rom coms. Yeah. Um, and that's basically it. You know what we've been uh, watching that we watched last night. We started it off, uh, and huh. I was pleasantly delighted. Delightfully, pleasantly delightfully surprised. The Walking Not, Dead. Veep. Ah. People have been talking about it, and I thought, okay, because I'm scrolling through HBO's list of shows, and I'm like, yep, eh, she won't like that. Nope, too much blood. Nope, not of that. Nope, she doesn't like vampires. Nope, she doesn't like that. Too much cursing. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this. And so yeah. uh, we watched it, and we both really liked it. 
what is funny. what is Veep? I, I don't even know what. That oh man, is. Veep is is with uh, the girl from Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. Elaine. She is the vice president. And it's like the it's like the anti House of Cards. It's like this comedy. Ah. It's funny, man. It's this comedy about it's. It, you never see the president. It's always about the Veep, the vice president, nice. and all of her issues and her team surrounding her. And it's kind of like you know, in our culture, the vice president gets kind of you know like laughed at, right? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's the vice president. Yeah. He's the goon. Just, just, just sitting around. And yeah. it's yeah. this whole show is about. The Goon, and it's really funny, and she does a killer job. It's hilarious. Wow. Uh, there's an ongoing bit from the first episode. You pick up on it where as she walks into her office, she looks at her administrative assistant. She's like, "Did the president call?" And then she's always like, "No." And then she's like, "Okay, thanks." And then she like goes in. <laughs> so it's like this ongoing thing. She's and um, we watched uh, the first episode, and for about the first five minutes, I was like, "I don't know." Like there was a couple jokes, and I said to my wife, "I was like, I was like, I think that was supposed to be funny." We didn't really laugh, but then mm. we we got through the end of the show. By the time we got halfway through the show, we were really starting to laugh. There was some some real funny stuff happening, yeah. and then we continued. To, we watched like three episodes. It's really funny, huh? And I, and uh, I think um, Kyle Ebersol brought it up that he was watching it. Oh yeah, yeah. a couple other people have mentioned Veep. it, and they won like a bunch of awards. Yeah, Man. and so I was like, all right, let's try it out, and and we like it. It's really funny. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. So Dude, that nice. sounds pretty. Yeah. There's there's actually one that. Uh, Chris and I like on Hulu. It's another political comedy show, and I the name of it's escaping me right now. But it's got um, Goodman in it, uh, John Goodman. Do you do you have mm. any idea what it is? It's like uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's about yeah. congressmen. They all live in a house yes. together. Oh god, it's so funny. Yeah. We gave up Hulu. Really? We weren't really using it. Yeah, hmm. I could see that because we were like because mainly like if it's just me up late at night I'm usually on HBO watching you know something on there or Netflix Docs, yeah. yeah um and then the kids are, are really jamming on Netflix and um yeah. the, the things they do want to watch on Hulu they don't have the full access to like on Cartoon Network they don't offer We Bear Bears they don't offer like um, clips of stuff yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have the full deal oh they I have, think the best two are are Amazon uh, Prime. Where you get the Amazon Plus? I hate their interface, though. It's it, it does suck. But you it, when you buy the you know free the two day shipping or sure. whatever, you get the video for free. I think right. that's the best bet in Netflix. Yeah. So I wish you know places. I just want everybody to to go the HBO route, so that if I wanted to subscribe to Cartoon Network and get all that, I could do yeah. that. And because the kids would watch a lot yeah. of that stuff, but. Um, I don't know. It's just it's not. It, we're mm. still not there yet. You know what I mean? No. Like it's it's trending. It's getting it's on there, its way, but, <laughs> but yeah. You know, you still got all these things where they're on Apple TV, but you got to have cable to get access to them, and you put in your code in your provider, and it's like, no, just I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. just charge me for it for sure. Yeah, Let me buy username my and password. Program. Yeah, yeah. But I think that so that's something really cool though. The fact that there is, there are all these different outlets. There's Amazon, Netflix. Hulu, yep. HBO, et cetera. It says Showtime has an online Crackle. thing. Crackle, Voodoo, like whatever. All these different things. Uh, that's really cool for us. For now, I wouldn't say just us, but filmmakers in general. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have all these different outlets uh, for your content. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, obviously, not. that's the way that it's going. Yeah, it's good for the market. Yeah, the, yeah. the cable is shutting down. It's all going to be on demand. Yep. And they're already uh, in their advertising. All cable companies are pushing now is their access to online. Exactly. And yeah. all they're saying is, is you know, TV everywhere. It's yeah. all about online. No one's selling yeah. cable anymore, which is good. So no. I just want them to. I want everybody to just make the jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> let's get on with it. For and sure. let's and let's get competitive and bring those prices down. So now instead of, you know, $29.99 a month or $15.99 a month, they gotta be competitive and and they gotta say, well, you can get, you know, USA network mm-hmm. for Five ninety nine a month. You're going to get Mr. Robot and all these other cool shows. Which and now we're yeah. going to have to yeah. make choices. Ah, oh, man. Well, yeah, HBO does have the best stuff, but man, USA is only five dollars, and I got Mr. Robot. Yeah, I I would be careful though be dude, to to wish for that. As a consumer, you're right to wish for that, but yeah. as a video content creator, we'd like to get paid at some point. Yeah, in time. you want those prices high for the for the consumer so that your product is actually worth something. Yeah, I understand. Because you don't want your thing to be worth, you know, uh, five thousandths of a penny per view or whatever. Yeah, but it's about it's about the same thing happened with the music industry and streaming. It's about the large pot of money. Yeah. Everybody gets paid more when the when the pot is big. It's easier for you and me and me and me to all pay, you know, nine dollars a month for unlimited music than it is mm-hmm. for me to pay fifty dollars a month. I'm not going to pay $50 a month, but I'll pay $9 a month. And if a million other people pay $9 a month, that's a lot of money yeah. for everybody you're to talking, get into. You're talking about an industry that has, has crashed. Yeah. Yes. You know, that is that is trying to figure it out. And and when you look at the artists that are in it, they're making scratch. They're yeah, nothing. You know, you know they're, the, the good ones still bubble up. You know, they still... There, it's just the 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 market has shifted. The mm-hmm. the the models completely changed, and I mean now you've got now you've got on the, on the music side you've got legislation happening, and you've got you know RIAA stepping up to say, hey, we need to figure this out because it's dying. Yeah, you know it's it's not working. So hopefully, ideally, it would be wonderful to see music figured out. And everyone else go ah. Follow that's suit. how we work with royalties and publishing. That's how we work with you know yeah. the, the what's what's the price of one set of eyes and one set of ears. You know, I mean it's 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 crazy to look at its statements from you know as as an artist look at statements from Rhapsody and look at statements from TuneCore. You know as as your songs are getting streamed to say mm-hmm. Spotify play, paid me you know one one hundredth of a penny for these 10 streams when Rhapsody gave me a penny per play. Yeah. And who, you know, we all as artists, as you opt into those, you've signed that contract, you agreed with it at some point in time, so you can't gripe. But but at the same time, one listen, one pair of ears, one pair of eyes should be a statutory rate. Yeah. Say that without screwing it up too, by the way. It's like one T away from... But it's it it should be that. So once they figure out what that is, then you can really start because that you know that's that's payback to the the content creators. That's payback to For sure. to who put it out there. And then you know, then you know your metric. Then you then but you it, can understand. But that. it's always going to be a dance because at Variable. some point you're going to go too high, and then people just won't pay it. Right, True. and then they'll go back to stealing it. No, I right. mean, I mean, costs you are know? always going to continue to come down. I, yeah. I think it's just it's not. I don't want to wish for it too fast. Like I said, as a consumer, I you know, I but do there's other ways to make money. I mean, you know, well, there product, are. product placement, you know, go on tour. I mean, there's different yeah, ways for an artist. To, yes, for so to make it happen. Exactly. So for a musical artist, a musician, they can go on tour, and that's where they make you know a lot of money. Yeah, the labels are tied into that now. Yeah, anyway, yeah, labels are you got a 360 deal. Exactly. You know, so labels. Which, by make the way, them. I watched that. Uh, has anybody have you seen that 30 Seconds to Mars documentary? No, but I bet it's. Uh, awesome. Oh yeah. my God. Dude, it's Good. unbelievable, and it goes through their whole yeah. battle with uh, uh, so uh, whoever, it, yeah. yeah, whoever their record label is, and it's oh yeah, yeah. unbelievable. It's they're great. they're like one of the top selling bands in the world, and yeah, they're yeah. like making nothing. 
Yeah. But it, it's just really illuminating. Was it, what is it, that sued for 30 million or something yeah. because they're late for the record? Oh, God. Exactly. It's, they had like a yeah. three record deal and they're late on the third and, or so, fourth or yeah. whatever it was. So I cut guitars with Tomo yeah. for, um, for, for a thing they did for Palladia. And, to talk to him and this was a little around that time you know yeah. they're on tour past that I'm sure he was just uh, high it's like oh my god <laughs> dude <laughs> good good luck guys <laughs> I, yeah if, if I knew the name of that documentary I'd, I'd throw it out we'll, we'll it's wonderful throw it yeah, up we'll on the site dude really, it's un- it, 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 I think it speaks to, to kind of how cool those guys are too like they're yeah they're they're good dudes, but yeah, they not. they also have a you know huge social presence. Yeah, so they, they know also have a front man who does fairly well in the film industry. Eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he can fund all endeavors. He's about to play the jo- <laughs> or he is playing the Joker in the <laughs> Suicide Squad coming out. Nice. He's a boss. Yeah. yeah, but either way, I mean, no, it, it's, you're right. Like as prices come down, more people enter that online, you know, uh, on demand market, and then. Demand, yeah, for volume, and, yeah, then, for sure. Then there's 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 laws of scale that apply. Yeah, I know. I just yeah. I just want to catch up before yeah. uh, before everything takes off. Yeah, I mean it's weird. I mean if you think about any other industry, like if you go to Target and you buy a T-shirt, mm-hmm. I mean just think about what went into making that T-shirt, mm-hmm. and you're buying it for like five, five bucks or whatever, fifteen ninety nine or whatever, and yeah. it's like that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it, there's definitely, no matter where you go, there's exploitation, there's mistreatment. I mean, the food industry, obviously, you know, some animals aren't treated as, you know, kindly Ooh. as others. But yet, all of a sudden, you're able to buy, you know, a meal for, I mean, nothing. It's yeah. just like, there's, no matter where yeah. you go, there's going to be problems, issues. But ultimately, there's a, you know, it's a price war and, yeah. and or you're, you're on the, you're, you're able to live in this higher end world of premium premium stuff is mm-hmm. there a place do you think there's a place where so for instance um is there going to be a place that's going to serve like the whole foods of film and music where it's like for those of you with money in the premium world already that's that book that's called hbo yeah, yeah. hbo right now <laughs> that's that's there that's huh. that's the one step there, up now for the guess, quality consumer I'm in the, i guess i'm yeah. like upper middle class and there you are and, and <laughs> welcome and, and according to the filmmakers that are working with hbo that's like their preferred outlet too because they're getting the control that they want like it's hbo saying hey we trust you, you know, to yeah. whoever's making the series to to go do it yourself and to do like Game of Thrones. Sure. We trust you. Do it. We're going to be kind of, you know, more or less hands off. Do what you want. And in a long form TV show, just create. Yeah. Do you think there'll be – do you Same think it's ever going to go up from there? Do you think people are going to say, okay, everybody's on HBO. Let's create this new thing that's more – you know I mean? That's whatever, $100 a month or whatever. I mean is that – can that be sustained or like is there a is there a high could. end? You know what I mean? Like I uh, mean, I think that's something like uh, you know, like if you think of like if you think of like wineries yeah. or you know yeah. places like or you know like uh, Dolce and Gabbana purses or whatever. Yeah, is will that ever translate to the entertainment industry where there's like this little? Is that I guess that's like the opera or you know? Yeah, what's I I I would my first question would be you know who's driving the demand on it? You know, because mm. it would surely be a connoisseur style thing. You know, someone you know who has some money. And the the question is where, you know, what what do they want? So I mean, uh, you you do kind of have something like that on ultra p- premium levels where you've like people in SAG who will be able to get have like screenings on Sunday of things that aren't out yet. Yeah, that that I'm sure, right? That's a 
let's call that a, sure. a premium. That's more connections premium than anything. But you know, is there is there something like that that could exist for a, a, a very high level of things? Probably, yeah. Well, you know, but is the is there a model or outlet between filmmakers I mean, I and distributors argue, there to make that happen? Maybe I would not. argue that that's the the whole uh, film festival market. I yeah, mean, I, I would yeah, say that's yeah. the the high end, really niche yeah, like so. art type deal. Is you pay you know a couple hundred bucks or whatever to yeah, you fly out, you spend yeah. the whole week, and you, you stay at partake. a cabin in Sundance, and you yeah. go to all these films like, and yeah. you spend thousands of dollars. That's the high end. Yeah, and you bump into Jared Leto. You know. Right, right, right. That's the allure. Yeah. And so that's still going to be around. And then you have all the other outlets. I mean, you know, those things eventually get distribution, then end up on Netflix or HBO or whatever. For the, us at the bottom. Yeah. But I think the there's kind of a middle ground, which I think is kind of cool. Some theater chains are doing this, like, movie pass deal where you pay 50 bucks a month or whatever it is, and you can see unlimited movies up to one movie a day. At that theater. That's cool. Really? Yeah. Have you not heard of this? No. It's pretty sweet. Where at? Do you got it? Uh, No. I mean, a couple of friends that I'm friends with on Facebook from college and stuff have been posting. They're out in LA, which I think is going to carry across. I I haven't seen it out here in Cincinnati. But yeah. That'd be be cool if you could co-share it. Like if the three of us could get one and then swap. I think that's that's the issue though. It's like, uh, like Netflix or something where they don't want you sharing the password. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't share the card. But see, that's your... where, the, unlike HBO, who was giving giving it away because that they was want, a... they want more people to. Yeah, but that was an initial kind like of a stunt. It was a stunt yeah, for a, sure. A, they for wanted now. people to get hooked on HBO now and then uh, purchase HBO for their home TV sure. on the cable service for a lot of money. Uh, but this, I think, is pretty ingenious because I see. A lot, I mean, I know. You and me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't point over you, here. Not you. You yeah, watch kids, I, I, kids I, TV shows. You do too. I, but I will one day. We see a lot of movies in theaters. It's as mm-hmm. research. I probably see more at home, but I rent them. A lot of them are, are you know, iTunes. They're not, you know, free Netflix or not For sure. free. I mean, not prepaid Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying if you could pay, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever it is and see the movie in theaters the day it comes out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I think it's pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah, I... To me, there's a certain type of film that I want to go to the theater to see. Yeah, there's the other ones, films yeah. that I'm like, I'm not, I would, you know, like I'll never, if I don't have, if I'm not drugged by my son, I'm never going to pay to see a superhero movie in the theater. Yeah. And, right. I'll, and I just won't watch it at home either. Well, I get you. <laughs> yeah, and it, we, but we like, know this. Yeah. but you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, there's, uh, there's other ones too, like something you're just real into, like straight out of Compton. I wasn't going to wait for that to come home. Like I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it on the big yeah. screen. Yeah. I mean that's which by the way that movie's crushed. Dude, it's it's just a good movie. It's, it, is it still leading at the box office? It was like 2 weeks ago it was still the number I think one it's movie. Out like now. 3 weeks in a row it was the number one there. movie. Yeah, it's still out. Really? Yeah. It's doing it's, that it's well. In, it's yeah, it's at my local theater. Yeah, it was like lead, yeah. it was like the number one film in America for like at least 3 to 4 weeks. Wow. Here, I'm going to pull up pretty uh, rad. So, I'm going to pull up some some stats on it here. Um but no, I I'm, I'm really interested to see that that movie pass thing. Come across. I don't know if it's AMC or Regal, sure, or whatever it is. But yeah. I, I mean, I would use. I'd that. probably do it. I would use. I that definitely all the time. will once my kids are older and I don't have to cart them everywhere like uh, you know, like a cab driver. Yeah. Then absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I would be a past member all the time. I, I, you know, what I think I could really enjoy at huh. some point as I get older is I would love to, and maybe I'll just start my own blog or whatever. But I, I think I could really enjoy doing like movie reviews. Yeah. 
and just, you know, having like, you know, even if it was like a local paper, just something kind of fun, like, yeah. you know, your point of view. And Mine would be called I Love Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that mi- movie. I, that was, that I appreciated that. That was just really as good as that. all the movies last week. <laughs> Here you go. So uh, straight out of Compton, uh, according to Box Office Mojo, which is a great site for film finance stats, uh, lifetime gross, $160.699 million. What'd they spend on it? Uh, here, I, I can tell you what the budget was on this site. It's a fantastic site. If you've never used it, check it out. Production budget was $28 million. And they made, they <laughs> I'd made say they've done well. <laughs> pretty much $161 million. Yeah. yeah. They say, uh, according to all this stuff, that uh, two and a half times your production budget is uh, break-even after marketing and all yeah. that jazz. Smaller movies... You're not going to spend as much on marketing and yeah. you know whatever, so I, th- I think they've they've they, done that. They've gone a hundred million <laughs> over their break even. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's great. I hope I hope that gets respect at, at uh, come Oscar. And what's cool to see most movies, like especially big blockbuster movies, you you look at the domestic and foreign totals, and the foreign is just like exploded. Like that's where the you know a yeah. lot of huge movies that don't have a that have a wide appeal. That's where they make their money. Straight Outta Compton has made $160 million domestic and only $35 million foreign. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> get it. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's not their not, story. Yeah. But it's just cool to see, like, we're, you know, these kind of movies yeah. that actually mean something to us being it'll doing be, well. It'll be yep. interesting to see how Sicario does. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing nothing but good things, although the guy, the, the guys, the people in uh, Juarez were, were a little frustrated. They were, like, really? boycotting. Expo- exposing it? Well, or? it was just kind of like... That's not what our city is now, and that's what it was a couple years ago. And they were, you know, didn't want it to be painted in a bad light. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get that, but yeah, yeah, I, I hear nothing but good things about it. The uh, I just got the latest edition of American Cinematographer magazine, and uh, that was the cover it was Roger Deakins and Sicario, and there are a few really cool sequences supposedly where they uh, shot night vision and thermal vision, huh? And they actually attached those uh, imaging cameras. sequences to the cameras. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Unbelievable, but they yeah. they used night vision for like six members of the team, and then thermal for the like boss or whatever, yeah. so you could differentiate who's who amongst. Yeah, I think oh, I, that's really for me. Sicario is going to be one of those uh, ten thirty showings, and I'm going to be like, "All right, kids are in bed. See yeah. ya. I'll be back. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll tell you how it is. I'm going to see, see you later <laughs> since you don't since you don't want to see people get shot. Yeah. No, I mean it's yeah, it's doing really well though. And cool, I love man. Everybody involved in that, which, by the way, so him, both Deacons and Villeneuve, the director, are teaming up for, uh, which I know you don't care about. You might, I don't know. Hmm. Blade Runner 2. Yeah. Yeah. I can do Blade Runner yeah. 2, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So they're going to do that, which will be Get in there. pretty fantastic. Well, guys, it's been fun, man. Uh, it's good catching up. Um, it's been a while since we've been able to just shoot the bull. Yeah, you know, know. we've We've had a lot of guests, a lot of people, a lot of things. Distractions, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it's been fun just to hang again. Uh, We do, we do want to give away um, one of our FDB T-shirts, so definitely always, you know, want to promote that. And uh, last week's, uh, well, this week's winner, you know, if you entered last week, we have a T-shirt to give away, and it is going to. Another bum, long, bum, another longtime listener, uh, AJ Wendell, the AJ Wendell, AJ at, Wendell at the, the AJ Window. Congrats, uh, buddy! So, we'll send you out the shirt. We'll uh, get in touch with you on sizing and everything. If you are listening to the show, 
Um, mm. And you want one of the sweet hand-lettered filmmakers drinking bourbon T-shirts by Leo Gomez, which picks up the yep. ladies. You know, people see that shirt and they say, "Man, that looks nice." And uh, what, what does that? it mean? Yeah, uh, it's a great conversation starter. All you have to do is shout out to us and say, uh, "Hey, FDB Podcast at FDB Podcast." Um, this Hashtag. is on Twitter. Yep. Hashtag Give me a T-shirt. That's it. <laughs> Just tell us. Simple. Tell us you want it. And what we really would appreciate you guys to do as well, if you know, if you if you like what you're hearing, if you like the banter that you hear, if you like the guests that come mm. to the show, if you like the giveaways, just do us a, a small favor. You know, right now take, you know, three minutes of your time, log into your iTunes account. Yep. And go to podcasts, mm-hmm. search for uh Filmmakers, search for bourbon, we'll search for Top filmmakers five. drinking bourbon. You'll see us pop up. Mm-hmm. Click on that and just re- give us a rating. You know, we'd love to get a five star rating from you if that's possible. If you enjoy the show, um, and give us a review. Let us know why you like the show. What is it about the show you like? And what do you want to hear coming up? Tell yeah. other people why this is a good listen. Because it is. Because we think it is. <laughs> And, you know, as we grow and as, as we get more listens and as we get more uh, awareness, we'll be able to bring you guys A-level guests, A-level giveaways. And more giveaways. Just have a lot of fun. Yeah. So Good stuff. So Don't know where but up. Yep. So check us out online at ftbpodcast.com where we always have the latest and greatest links mm. of all the guests we have on the show, a lot of the things we mention on the show. Um, follow us on Twitter. Instagram at ftbpodcast, Twitter at ftbpodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out there, man. We are. We are a thing. Getting it done. So yeah. nothing but good things to come, yeah. man. And so, hey, guys, to uh, to a great pour of Yellowstone and some great uh, <laughs> some bottle. great time hanging out. Yeah, plastic bottle, plastic glasses. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.